Welcome to Season 3 of Multi-Class Theater, now with 50% more class. Multi-Class Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. But if two seasons of it hasn't chased you away yet, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Our heroes ventured into the Chamber of the Stone, coming as close as they could to the magical meteorite that forms the very heart of the City of Tyr. The stone is ordinarily protected by several powerful magical wards, but two of those have failed. And were there not two ancients, sacrificed as some kind of unbinding ritual? Sort of in the background of the last two seasons? It seems our heroes have even more questions. Perhaps Silway's old mentor Sildal will have some more answers for them on the Council of Jerry. I mean, on multi-class theater. The four of you wake the next morning, having spent the night in a very posh inn on the sixth tier. This is the nicest accommodations you've had since you left Roth. A very long time ago. I actually don't have a good name for this inn, so anyone have any suggestions? Something from the sixth level of tier, very posh sounding. Jerry's arms. Jerry's. <laughs> the golden bucket. The golden bucket sounds like a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you, you, you wake in the golden gall on the sixth <laughs> tier of tier. And each of you have gotten your own room. Even Gruber, uh, who was, had to actually be almost forcibly restrained from trying to go down and sleep in the stables. Uh, the three of you and Gruber wake at approximately the same time. You come down the stairs, and the inn itself is not terribly busy. There's maybe a couple other people sitting at tables. Gruber has piled a bunch of random, mostly meats, onto a plate and is uh, sitting at a table, shoveling them into his face. Human is preparing a plate for mist. So there's just a plate that's like hovering in midair and occasionally food is seeming to lift up off the table. And I say in other places, this may get a strange look or two, but in tear, nobody bats an eyelash. Mist makes a note. Human is not chaos magic. Gonna have trouble figuring out what magic is okay in this freaking city. Right? Like a, like a user's guide would not... Fodor's guide to tear. How not to piss off the locals. Uh, Silway comes downstairs looking sort of bleary-eyed uh, like she's not slept well and sort of trudges over to the table and plops into a seat. So, just since we're here kind of wondering, why are we here and not in big old manor house? Right. Uh, staying better would be um, uh, awkward, to put it mildly. Oh! Oh! oh I heard something, Mom. Somebody told me that you were a lady. Did, did you not know I was a lady? Do I need to explain how the birds and the bees work to you, Grotan? Or, or not Grotan. <laughs> Gruber? <laughs> Although, <laughs> no, 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 Mum. I think, I think, I think I've got that down. I 
I don't know. I'm not, not not the lady of the house. The lady of the house is my mother. Oh, but I think it would be nice to meet your mum. That's because you have not met my mum before. She is, um, she has ideas about how girls should be raised and how noble women should act. And uh, I, I don't meet those standards. What sorts of ideas? What sorts of ideas? Well, didn't you are a nobleman, right, Rotan? Yes. But didn't weren't you raised with expectations for how a nobleman is supposed to act? Uh, well, I was raised with expectations. If, if I'm honest, I don't know that those are are the normal expectations for for noble persons. Well, it might be different if you're the youngest instead of the only child. That may that may be contributory. Yes. yes. Well. Suffice to say that if, uh, if my mother knew I was back in town, we would have words. Um, because I may or may not have ruined her plans and burned down a building uh, on my way out the door. What? Oh, I, I didn't know that. Well, it's not something I talk about. But uh, since the other two members of my party are keen on burning things, I suppose I fit right in, don't I? <laughs> Uh, that's mostly the imp. I, I, I'm sure it was very heroic. It was not heroic, Rotan. <laughs> it was, it was just revenge. What sort of building was it? Oh, uh, one of the other noble families had set up a, a masquerade ball, and um, well, there was there was much intrigue, and I wanted nothing to do with it, and that was how I dealt with the problem. Ah. It wasn't so much a building as a very fancy tent. Was the tent full of evil people? I think so. Ah! But it wasn't full. No, they got out. I made sure nobody was, you know, there was lots of exits. And they all got out safe. Well, don't worry, Silway. There's nothing wrong with revenge against evil people. Well, one of those people is my mother, so... Ah. She will not take kindly to that revenge. And, uh, yes, suffice to say, if we were staying in the in the estate... While we were here, that would be a big topic of discussion. Uh, so Tingles pops into existence and flutters down from Mist's shoulder and sits on the table near Silway and pulls a cup of coffee close to him. Okay, you got to tell me the whole story. How many people died? Why did you light your mother on fire? Inquiring minds want to know. The whole story would take a... a- Quite a while to, to write, or to or to tell. <laughs> right, tell. <laughs> As an aside, I, I'm not sure giving an imp caffeine is <laughs> is the wisest choice. Look, the, the whole story doesn't doesn't matter. The point is, I I was I was being raised in this environment, and I was not happy. And they were trying to control me and make me act like a proper lady, and carry on the household name. And I I got sick of it, and. After enough hurtful encounters, shall we say, with my parents, um, I wanted to leave, and I wanted to make a statement on my way out the door, and that was that was what I did. And so you lit them all on fire. Not the people, just the building, just the tent. You know, I, I don't want to judge, but I think you missed a big opportunity there. Should I have trapped them inside the tent first? Yes. No. Unequivocally, yes. No, probably not. I admit, I don't know these people. 
But don't do what the, don't do what. <laughs> you don't know those you don't know those people, but you know Soldal, right? I, I do know Soldal. I also know this little little monster here, and and <laughs> I don't think he has any of our interests at heart. <laughs> well, can't argue that. Oh, you're, you're just saying that. I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> He is useful as a moral compass to help know that I did the right thing and not pretty people in life. He's a compass that points south, and so... <laughs> you know, I do know what reverse psychology is. Anyways, probably best that we not hang around too long. Is there anything we need to bring? Anything that is traditional or required? Uh, not, nothing tra- traditional or required, just, you know, be respectful when you get down there. Ah, See, see, I, I just, I want to ask this because this whole city feels very uptight about yes, he's very uptight about magic and 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 uh, and things that people aren't uptight about in other places. So, I don't know if you'd notice, but this is a very orderly city, and the magic used to construct it and used to to run it is is very orderly, and so they don't like chaos magic, um, which is why Mist and his illusions did not. I'm really going to need a list of, like, chaos versus order magic so that I don't do that again. Illusions. Illusions are chaotic. Anything that feels like deception is chaotic. That's, la- that's like, illusions. Um, destruction is very chaotic, like, uh, evocation schools. Ah, fireballs. Yes, fireballs would not be, that would not go over well. Yes, I can't do that. Necromancy, also very chaotic. Necromancy. Necromancy. It's decay, right? It's death. It's very chaotic. Yes. It's evil, yes. Miss looks at his staff. So spells that create are order magic. Mostly, as long as you're creating. What you're creating isn't fire or something. Like, yeah. But like, say, a wall of thorny plants. In and of itself, that seems, you know, that's creation. That's defense. Defense is very orderly. I mean, I'm not intending to do that. I'm just, again, I'm trying to figure out. Just imagine truth and protection and defense and uh, those kinds of those kinds of magics are are very orderly and are very very utilized throughout here. Subjective, got it. Very subjective, yes. What about pouring mayonnaise out of a jaw? Where does that fall on the spectrum? I believe that would be conjuration and probably fine. Yes. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Because I can think of a lot of situations where that would be a big social faux pas. Well, it depends on what you do with the mayonnaise. Can't use that. Can't use that. If you're going to fling it at somebody, not a good idea. Very social faux pas. Ah, because throwing it at someone is chaotic. Can't use that. Probably can use that. The word I think <laughs> you're looking for is, is dickish. Ah. They don't like rudeness here either. Well, that's funny. Well, there's a reason I didn't fit in well. Oh, no, I was saying because we've encountered some relatively rude individuals. But they were rude in subtle ways. They weren't direct about it. That's worse. Like, I would rather... See, I agree. Yes, it's worse when you're not just direct about it. Because, because isn't, because wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, hiding your, wouldn't saying, oh, how lovely it is to see you when you're really thinking, oh, this asshole again. Like, that sounds to me like deception. It does sound like deception, doesn't it? And and we were just establishing that deception is bad in this town. It is chaotic, yes. That's why it's important that no one ever finds out about your deceptions. 
So if I cast a spell, don't get caught casting the spell. Basically, yeah, pretty much. Oh, well, then that changes everything. Everything's back on the table. But they are very adept, as you noticed, at seeing through illusions and seeing through lies. But everyone continues to be faux nice to each other anyway. At least on this level, yes. The six, the, the upper tiers are very... Uh, it, they call it the game. It's, a, it's just this whole palace intrigue thing where everyone's all constantly manipulating and scheming against each other. But in very formalized ways, it's, it, it's a uniquely noble state of affairs. Down to the market levels, it's a lot more direct and a lot more like what you're used to. You know, that kind of brings something to mind. I don't think we did the best job we could have um, reallocating the Odal's assets. They, they all went to Sanctuary, didn't they? Well, I mean, that's what I mean. We should have geared up. Like, don't get me wrong. Most of it should have gone there. But like, you know, I mean, we put in a solid day's work. Yes, there, there was all all of that uh, all of that gold in the carriage too that I forgot to pick up. If gold is what you want, there is plenty of gold here that I have direct immediate access to. Also, gear and magic. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but my family is loaded. Well, yes, but you're kind of um, I don't want to say disowned because that feels kind of harsh. But like, are they gonna let you have it? No, but still, doll will help. Will she, though? Ah, I'm I'm sure she would be willing to help us uh, equip ourselves for all for the difficult journey ahead of us. It's worth asking. Wouldn't mind a few extra tricks. Shopping! (laughs) (laughs) The door opens, and Suldal walks in and makes her way to your table. Good morning, everyone. I hope you slept well. I slept excellently, thank you. Silway? Uh, yes, Sildal. Are you sure you don't want to go up to the manor? Your mother would like to see you. Does she, does she know I'm here? Did you tell her? No. Has she forgiven me for the, the way I left? No. Well, this seems like a recipe for another argument, and possibly imprisonment, or who knows what. Only if that is what you desire. You understand you control some of this. How do I control some of it? The lady of the manor controls these, and you control these. Should you show contrition and talk to her like a mother and a daughter should talk? Then perhaps you could repair this rift. Oh, contrition was never my strong suit. No, your pride is far too strong. But that is not why I'm here. The council will begin soon. If you are finished with your breakfast, we can make our way up to the pinnacle. So who is going to be at this council? Count me in. The four of you will, and the rest. I am not liberty to say, out in the open. Oh, I hate when you do that. Suspicious. What secrets are you keeping from us? All will be revealed soon. You should get used to this. She never reveals anything more than she has to. Until the exact moment she chooses to reveal it. Man, I can't imagine what it would be like to travel with someone like that all the time. (laughs) Imagine growing up with someone like that. This is what I get it from. This kind of peers over the top of Silway's head. Yep, went right on by. I'm having trouble imagining this. 
I think he's talking about me, sir. Oh. Why would you say that about Groover? <laughs> I think I think it's because I'm so um um imp- impreg um impregnable. Yeah, that's the word, sir. <laughs> ah, I'm just impressed. Rotan knows that word. Perhaps you should open up more to people, Groover. Oh, I think that's a good idea. Then you wouldn't come across as so secretive to some folk. Did. Did I ever tell you the story of when I thought I lost my leg? Uh, did you? <laughs> uh, t- tell it to me again. <laughs> no, it turns out that in the end, I was just sleeping on it funny. Oh, yes, I hate it when that happens. I, I've i never thought that it was missing, though. What's your intelligence score, group? <laughs> <laughs> I have an important question. <laughs> yes. Is Soldal still standing here for this shit? Yes, yes, she is. This slowly looks to Soldal. Soldal and Silway are staring a very pointed look at each other. Now, if you are ready. Awfully sinister, but I will follow. This seems like an important meeting that Rotan would not want to miss. Um, sure, I think if, if it's alright with you, pick a lot of stay here. I think there is a book in the other room that I've been reading. You've been really reading a book. <laughs> this is the most shocking development. <laughs> Jack and Jill managed to get up that hill yet? Well, um, sort of, sir. It's about, it's about this town and how it, like, there's this magic rock that kind of fell from the sky and it sort of exploded and turned into the city. I think it's a fairy tale, sir. Um, Gruber, what's the name of this book? Oh, it's called The Rock That Fell From The Sky. <laughs> no, that's not a fairy tale. That's our official history. <laughs> um, no, I don't, actually don't think that's the name. I actually couldn't read. read the, the words are all, like, squiggly, but I saw the pictures. They're not squiggly. They have a very distinct meaning, all those squiggles. And they are very orderly, I'll have you know, when you understand what they mean. Gruba, how, how many pages into this book have, have you made it? Well, um, I think... Oh, oh, I think maybe 20 or so, sir. It's good reading, sir. Ah, uh, well, uh, I, I will have to take a look at it, I guess. I'll, I'll leave it on, on your bedside table, sir, when I'm done with it. I value your recommendations, Gruber. I would I would be happy to take a look. Oh, oh, thank you, sir. Here, have a gold piece. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> so I'll lead you across the square and back up the road. You notice as the road winds down that the spiral you've been walking in uh, has grown tighter and that the houses on either side of the street are further and further apart and the estates are larger and larger. Soon you come to a final gate. Suldal pauses as this is the first gate you've come to where the portcullis has actually been closed. She nods at the guards, who raised them for her. You pass through the gate, 
onto the pinnacle of Tyr. The pinnacle of Tyr has only one structure, a domed building in the center. Around it are finely manicured lawns and parks with sculpted trees and statues. The view from up here is breathtaking, as you can see for the first time, 360 degrees around you. You see that to the south, there is another ravine, much like there was to the north, and tiny dots of ships zip about on the water, passing to and fro. She leads you across the open area, which is crisscrossed by various pathways, and she leads you to a set of gold double doors, ornately carved with runes and figures, the age of which is impossible to determine, but looks very, very old. She pulls open the doors and stands aside to let you pass. Silway has been walking with her, staring down at her feet, with her hood pulled up as she's surrounded by these breathtaking views. Is Silway the last one through the doors? She's definitely, she's at the front of the the marching order there, Um, so I guess she would pause at the open doors and look inside. Okay, so she's pausing. Uh, What are the rest of you going to do? Well, I guess Rotan's right behind her, so so he's he's gonna pause right behind her and then like also peer <laughs> peer around. She is noticeably hesitating. Like this isn't just oh I'm curious what's going on in there. This is like I'm hesitant to, to enter. So way, is this a trap? Define trap. Uh <laughs> There's no poison gas or anything. Oh ah, uh, should I keep going? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go first. All right. I will keep looking for traps. Wink. Uh, go for it. Okay, Rotan passes in, and Gruber passes in as he is following Rotan. Rotan checks for traps. Sixteen. Uh, you do not believe you've found any traps. Ah. Uh, is Mist going to go in? Mist is used to having people open large ornate doors for him. <laughs> so he sees nothing wrong with the situation. <laughs> So, okay, so is Silway still standing at the entrance to the door? Yeah, as they go inside, uh, she is pausing and sort of taking slow breaths, and she looks at Suldal with trepidation. Suldal, as Silway is standing there, reaches up, plucks the back of her hood, and yanks it down. Oh, like a mother might do to a child. Silway pointedly pulled it back up. (laughs) Do, must I? Are you a child? Take down the hood. Certainly being treated like one. You want me to treat you like a child? I can do that. You know it's going to cause a scene if I go in there with... without a hood. I don't care. Take down the hood. Right. Fine. And she takes down the hood and, and goes inside. Mist crosses the threshold, and after he goes by, Suldal pulls the door closed behind him. And you hear a distinct locking noise. You find yourself in an antechamber of sorts, which appears to be a hallway that leads around the exterior of the cylindrical structure. There are gaps in the walls you can see leading into the interior. There is nothing in the way of decoration or ornamentation, just white stone. Is there is the white stone ornamental though? It is not carved. It is just very sort of surprisingly plain. 
and there is no illumination. There are no torches, there's no magical illumination, save for the natural light that is coming through the openings in the walls, as if the chamber beyond is lit by daylight. Ah, well, forward, ho! Rotan's going to walk towards the obvious door in front of him. Yes, Rotan begins to approach the first gap or arch in the wall into the light, and you find yourself in an enormous chamber, maybe 60 feet in diameter. There are seats or benches carved into the circumference. The room itself is surprisingly sparse, almost minimalist, uh, with benches carved into the stone in two rows, essentially surrounding in the middle of the chamber what looks like a pit about 30 feet across. Above the pit, the ceiling slopes towards almost like a steeple, as if the entire, I guess, roof is, is less a dome and more like a cone with a hole in the ceiling. Light is streaming in the, lo- in the hole, filling the room. Rotan, you get about three feet into the room when all of a sudden you hear, Oh my God, Rotan! Oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. What? Oh, Rotan. Oh my God, I was so worried about you. No! And <laughs> Sheila rushes up to you. No! And wraps her arms around Un- you. Unacceptable. And bear hugs you. <laughs> this is really her, not just like <laughs> some fourth wall Sheila that's... <laughs> no, this is Sheila. Oh, no. So she is squeezing you tightly. And... The rest of you walk in to notice that there are several other people in the room. One of whom is Bex, who waves at you, kind of, and smiles sort of lopsidedly at you. There is a tall man in exquisite robes, whom you do not recognize. And there is another shorter man, very stout, with a white sort of haggard beard very unkempt and he's wearing very fine clothes but his shirt is split open almost to his navel exposing sort of salt and pepper chest hair and he is wearing a gold medallion a seasoned individual you might say Silway as you catch sight of him a memory floats into your mind oh crap of a time not too long ago when you were in the lower markets, the man sees you. He smiles, his teeth bright and brilliant as ever. Hello, Poppet. Oh. What name you going by these days, Mora? Oh. Silway. Archie. Is that you, Archie? In the flesh. It's so good to see you. How are you still alive? Oh, it hasn't been that long, Poppet. You did. Ugh. What are you doing up here? Oh, I think Sudol tell you soon enough. Ugh. Why oh, don't you have a seat by good old Arch? Tell me where you've been. Oh, d- 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 must I? Oh my god, Rotan. So, tell me everything. Uh, uh, hello, Sheila. Where have you uh-huh. been? What, what have you done? Have you... 
Look, wait, let me see your face. What? Now it's still looking good. Why are you here? Oh, uh, well, I think we'll, we'll get into that, okay? Just, what? why don't you come over here, sit next to Sheila, and we'll talk. Oh, oh. We'll do, we'll have a nice chat. Oh, all right, I don't know where I'm supposed to sit, so... Oh, oh you can sit anywhere, but it's, it's all right. Oh, oh, okay, well, someplace with a good view, then. Okay, you walk up towards the front, Sheila at your side, and... As you're walking past, you happen to gaze into the pit in the center. And you look down and actually give me a constitution check. I should be good at this. Uh, 13. Okay. You look down into it and you see that the bottom of the pit is probably a good 500 feet below you that this shaft seems to go through the center of the city Uh, all the way down to the lowest level. That's a lot of falling damage. (laughs) (laughs) Your legs wobble ever so slightly, uh, but not enough that you uh, have to hold on to something or uh, are overcome with vertigo or anything, but it is a long way down. Uh, I say, how, how deep does that go? It goes all the way Nearly to the bottom. What? That is that is actually a very unhelpful <laughs> statement. <laughs> I mean, I I have not met a hole yet that didn't end in a bottom. Uh, it goes to the heart of the city, the heart of the rock. Oh. Uh, the other uh, gentleman that you saw in the room comes up to you, Mist. Uh, hello, my good cat. I am so happy to meet you. I am Chancellor Seth from the Cleft, the College of Bards. Should I know this guy? Uh, you can do a history check if you want. Sure. Is a three on the die? Mist ain't that smart. Um, if one of the uh, the re- the others of you there want to, you can make a history or even an intelligence check I will give you. Huh. 17. Well, it's always fun to see if Sylvie's learned her lessons from before or remembers them. No. Natural one. Okay. Sylvie definitely did not care about the Bard College guy. Alright, well, surprisingly Rotan does. And uh, Rotan, you remember uh, based on your discussion of the night previous that his name was mentioned in the journal. Uh, excuse me, good sir. I believe I know your name from somewhere. Oh, really? You do? Did you see my one-man version of As You Like It? Uh, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, It was a play I wrote. About ice cream. (laughs) What? (laughs) Adam is confused. (laughs) It was a metaphor, you see. Uh, a, a, a meta... A, oh, a metaphor. One of these things. Yes, but I am not surprised that you would hear of me. I am quite famous. Uh, yes, yes, uh, uh, no doubt. What What are you famous for? Yes, in my younger days, I would, was known to strut the boards and prance in front of the footlights. The boards. Yes, but these days I content myself with passing on my vast knowledge. Ah, a very noble goal indeed, sir. And 
And what would your knowledge be? Well, I can act, and I can sing, and I can... I can do a lot. I'm also a very good puppeteer, and I've been known to dabble in mime. I, I, I see. So is this conversation taking place on opposite sides of this room and being shouted to each other? <laughs> Probably, yes. Okay. Not, not especially heroic pursuits, I, I would say. Well, I tell stories of heroes so that your adventures can live on. Ah, I do like stories of heroes. Ah, who is your, who is your favorite? Well, let us see. I do like the tragic story of Elsko, but given present circumstances, that tale has fallen out of favor. Silly will lean over to Archie, who she's now sitting next to. What are you doing up here? Since when are you on the pinnacle? I, uh, after I left Tyr, I, uh, relocated to the corridor, and, you know, Sudol needed some help with stuff, so... She reached out, and uh, I've been her eyes to the south. You left here too? Uh, yeah, it was sort of a arrangement that um, Sudol and I came to, and uh, I left. I was paid handsomely, mind you, but I left. And, uh, yeah, settled down in the corridor. Well, that seems to be where most, most of the riffraff ends up. Surprised I didn't stay there, actually. No, I didn't know you went down there. Only briefly. I found the ship to nightfall shortly after. I should like to have seen you. I could have given you a job. If I had known there was work down there for me, maybe I would have stayed. But I had to do what I had to do. Plus I wanted to get farther away. The corridor is too close to the Syriat operations. Yeah, supposed to nightfall. Well, it's least further away. You say so? So, Sudol, who we're waiting for anyway? And then, as if on cue, you hear the exterior doors open. Strange, because you believe Suldal locked them behind you. And you turn and look towards the arch, towards the antechamber. And a woman steps forward, resplendent in white robes. On her head, she has an ornate gold mask. Rotan and Silway. You both recognize this woman as Masha Zarin. Silway glares at her and stares daggers towards at this, at this woman. I, I say, what, who is this? What, what is she doing here? She is a part of this too. I should say she's up to no good is what she is. Masha makes a show of walking straight past you as if she doesn't even know who you are, Rotan. And she sits by herself, her posture perfect. Rotan, like, sees this and then, like, tries to unconvincingly, like, pretend he doesn't care either. <laughs> Actually, no, performance check. I do not care about this woman being here. 23. I don't care. <laughs> Gone from my mind. What happened in the past is in the past. We must think of the future of all of us. Sisha, Tia, Hroth, and beyond. For what happens next affects us all. Let us begin. And uh, Suldal stands in the, not the center, but stands in front of the pit. You are all no doubt wondering why I have asked you here. 
some of you know some of this story, but I don't think anyone has the full scope of what is going on. You are all by now familiar with the story of Elsko. Many of you know his brother, Endu. You know of Endu's struggles with betrayal, with anger, with regret. You all know that Endu, despite his professions of friendship, held a grudge towards Araman. And you know Araman did not trust Endu. Well, it would seem that Araman took matters into his own hands and followed Endu on his journey. It would seem that the time is at hand. You know that two of the seals have been broken, and I fear Endu intends to break them all. Before you, you see a Tyran and two Outlanders. They have recovered the Journal of Araman, and they have also recovered a Shard of Tear. This is your cue to dramatically walk up and place the Shard of Tear on the pedestal so we can all stare at it. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. This thing doesn't leave my side or my sight. But the tropes. Fuck the tropes. <laughs> Conversation over! <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to say more of what you've learned, Mist, on the river. She hired, and he points at Sheila, she hired us to break into Griffin's perch, uh, where we found Araman's corpse, went to gallivanting up to uh, Vankala, and found another member, somebody else who's still been unaccounted for. I don't think we got ever got his name, but also dead. So, Endu, Endu, Endo? Endu. Endu. Looks like his strategy is to start murdering ancients to break this, uh, to break these seals. Literally, that's all I got. That's, uh, that is what we have found out. Also, there's a squid monster running around. I don't know if he's relevant to you guys. Ever see something with, like, squid for a face? If you see it, call me. I want to kill the shit out of it. So, where did you find a shard of tear? Uh, toy store. Toy store. Yeah, is in a, is in a toy store. store. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Dude named Sanderson, apparently, uh, friend, friend of Sadal's here, gave it to me. Oh, he's dead, too. A lot of, a lot of dead bodies where this shard thing is concerned. Not making me feel super comfortable about hanging on to it, but still gonna hang on to it, just so we're clear. That said, that said, if I do at some point get all malpractious about it, I do want somebody to take me the fuck out. But not, we're not at that point yet, okay? Silway so um, nudges Archie next to her and says with a smirk, He's not from here, in case you can't tell. Oh, I've, I've met many a, a Tabashi down in the corridor. It's thick with them, you know. Good sailors. Surprisingly, because you know you'd think cats wouldn't like water, but jaguars do. <laughs> but they, but they don't want to sink even more, which is why they're such good sailors. <laughs> Sanderson, I do not know a Sander. Dude made a paladin bear. Like that's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but he just gave you a the shard of tear. Well, no, not just gave. I did have to save his life from. A tabaxi warlock who was, I think, in league with the squid face guy. So you have a shard. 
And you also found the journal. Airman's journal, yes. I have read this journal, and I have a few questions. Masha, it says Endu went to Sisha and entered the city for some time, only to return and journey onward. What did he do there? Uh, Masha actually stands up to answer. It is my understanding that when Endu arrived in the city, he was looking for a arcanist who could craft him a magic necklace of sorts. It seems he wanted something that was obsidian glass, but almost shined to a mirror-like finish. I believe he also had it enchanted with several wards and protection sigils, but I don't know what he wanted this for. And then he left and went to the cleft. Chancellor, what did he want there? Ah, what he wanted here. Well, you know, I know him from way back. We, we used to tour together back when he, when he played the lute. Um, I, I don't know if any of you ever heard him play, but he was... He wasn't bad. Sheila? Excuse me, Sheila? Yeah, Braveton? Where's the cleft? What is this place? Oh, the cleft. The cleft is in the mountains. It's in the Dragonspine Mountains. It's the Bardic College. It's really beautiful. It's like nestled amongst these waterfalls. And it's, it's, oh my god, it's so romantic. You and I should go there sometime. Really? Doesn't sound very heroic. Ah, no, it is not heroic in the least. I told you, we sing about heroes. We do not uh, adventure ourselves. Uh, and so, what was he doing here? He was asking after a song. Strange that he would, would it? Don't you think so? The journal says it was a particularly obscure song. Yes, well, not obscure. You would think obscure, but actually it was not. It was actually very common. It is so common that the children, I'm sure of the first tier, sing it every day. But he suspected that there was more to the song. Isn't that exciting? Thrilling. Was there more to the song? Well, first, would you like me to sing the song for you? Nope. Was there more to the song? <laughs> he, he, gets this, he gets this very crestfallen look on his face. Let me rephrase that. Another time? But would anyone else like me to sing you the song? At least it's where Tingles pops up and says, I want to hear the song. <laughs> st st okay. Strangely, you have not heard from Tingles at all. That's a good sign. Then Gruber pops up and she wants to hear the song. You have a song, don't you, Diana? You want to sing a song for us? Well, yes, I do have a song. But, well, I don't know if there was more to the song. He certainly felt there was. He did some digging and researched some of the older volumes and versions of the song, and he seemed content with what he found. And then he was off to where... I do not know. So you don't know what he actually found? Oh, uh, no, heavens no. Great. <laughs> Maybe we should hear the song. Mist stares daggers at <laughs> Silway. <laughs> it's, it's short, right? Oh, yes, it, you, I think you even know it. 
You could sing along if you'd like. Oh, sure. I'd love to. <laughs> is it a birthday song? <laughs> no, it is. You know the birthday song. I, doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't feel this would be an appropriate venue to sing. Yes, a pr- probably song. No, not. I, I should. <laughs> so, no, I do not know exactly what he found. But he left, and I believe he took a boat down the river to oblivion. No, I don't th- I don't think that's the case. I just said that for dramatic effect. He obviously ended up in Nightfall. Well, he found the body outside of Wrath, but then he was, it was taken to Nightfall, where it was covered in ruins and placed like a prince perch. All right, so I've kind of got some bad news here. So, you know... You asked me why I was here and not, you know, on and well, and I'm 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 really sorry to be the one to have to break this to you, but Arnon's dead. What? Oh, it's very very sad. Maybe. Are we? <laughs> Should we be sad? He's one of the most trustworthy men I've ever met. <laughs> what a tragedy. Yeah, so apparently Endu, he kind of came back to Roth. And then sort of like Arnon went to confront him. And they had this big fight and, well, Arnon is dead. Why did Arnon go after Endu? Okay, let me back up. How did Arnon factor into this whole... Well, I think I can answer that. You see, the Circle is a group of Watchers who keep their eyes on the various seals surrounding the Black Rock, the Heart of Magic, and we watch from various points around the continent. And Arnon was my eyes in Roth. I thought Arnon worked for the patron of the Corridor. He did both. Very busy man. They all say. How, how long ago was was he killed? It it happened recently, before you arrived. I expected to see Arnon for this council, but Sheila arrived, and that is when I found out the worst. Arnon was one of the strongest mortal mages I have ever met. He was a good friend, and a strong ally, and he will be missed. So, Rotan was right, he is a trustworthy man? Well, I think so. He had his own side dealings, as does Archie, as does Marsha, as does, well, everyone. But he spoke true, and I believe he did good when he found the three of you. So this means we know that Endu was in Wrath two weeks ago, right? That's a a good, good lead. Oh, yeah, I forgot to kind of mention that part. So, yeah, Endu was, he was in, like, he was in, and if I sound like I'm not broken up about this, believe you me, I cried for days. But I'm also a professional, and I know how to put on my game face. Plus, I don't want to cry in front of Rotom. Professional what? Don't worry about it. So, apparently, he was, he was chartering a boat for the Shrouded Isle.
Hi, everyone. We will get back to the Council of Jerry in just a moment, but uh, we wanted to take our opportunity here, as we usually do, to thank you for listening to us uh, and supporting us, and uh, also to plea for uh, your comments uh, and criticisms in the form of uh, reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to download your uh, fine podcasts. Also helps us find new listeners and uh, lets us get the word out. Um, so if you are listening and you haven't dropped us a review uh, yet uh, or, or in a while and you're finding that, hey, things got really good or, oh, gods, what did they do? Um, you know, either way, uh, drop us a line. Let us know you're out there. We appreciate that sort of thing. I, I would say we'd prefer more of the former rather than the latter. But, you know, feedback is feedback. Um, definitely come hate. You know what? You want to talk to us more and give us real feedback? Join our Discord. Um, you can send me a message or send a message to MCTPod on Twitter, and we'll send you the link uh, to join us on Discord, where we talk about not only the podcast, but all sorts of nerdy things like video games and movies and TV shows and lots and lots of Star Wars. We finally learned how memes work like two weeks ago. It was fantastic. Well, I mean, we knew how they work. We just I, I, I didn't know how they worked. Them, but... I still can't figure out how to make a meme. You go to google and then go meme generator and then there it is hold on let me take notes real quick pretty much but then i have to be creative and no not well, i mean yeah not really it helps <laughs> there's a lot of bad memes out there okay this is true but you know but we do have a bunch of um uh multi-class theater specific memes floating around the uh the discord come make more with us yeah so Anybody have anything in general they want to vent about? Squadrons is amazing and has been scratching that itch that uh, I didn't realize I had. I hear it's good. It's yeah, it's like it's like being back in Tie Fighter or X Wing, just a lot prettier. Oh man! Now are you playing it in VR? No, because I am still poor. Uh, so it's <laughs> good, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Donate to our Patreon. I kind of booted up and look at my desktop thinking, please don't burst into flames. I will say, if you do donate to our Patreon, uh, rest assured the money is not going to get Mike a VR headset. Sorry, Mike. No, I mean, that's fair. I just want to go back to Squadrons real quick, because there's one thing. So, so, so there's this thing that's lodged in my head, which I cannot get out of, which is that like they for the game, they put a ton of work into the cockpit design, right? Into making uh -huh. this sort of really realistic, dynamic cockpit with, like, readouts and stuff that you have to check. But, like, what sort of TIE fighter pilot keeps a bobblehead Darth Vader in their cockpit? Like, <laughs> I would do that. That kind. sounds amazing. <laughs> no, Is like, that a it, thing? It seems like a bit of a risk if you're a TIE pilot. <laughs> Everything's a bit of a risk when you're a tie pilot. Yeah, you can you can adorn your cockpit with uh, with dashboard figurines, with uh, dangly, you know, like, not so much dangly if... dice, but that sort of, you know, like the scented tree that hangs on, on from the mirror. Kinda, yeah. Like uh, like there's a there's there is a um, baby Yoda bobblehead that you can put uh, if you're if you're a rebellion pilot. That's or brilliant. Pilot. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, if Darth Vader saw. A pilot had a bobblehead version of him in their cockpit. He would get choked out so fast. Like, <laughs> no, no, he does not have the sense of humor required <laughs> for, 
before this. <laughs> I think it'd be more like awkward stares and then just like, we're gonna pretend we didn't see that and move on because that's a level of disturbing that's too dark <laughs> even for the dark side. No one does awkward stares like Darth Vader. This is this is this this is the man who told Krennic, "I hope you don't choke on your aspirations," which is fabulous. Just such a del- such a delicious line. Like that is. <laughs> what have you done with your dashboard? All right, we we we've wandered too far off track. Here, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Mist, Mist, get the map. The map. Yes. Quick, lay it out dramatically so we can all gasp at it. Mist uh, fumbles, fumbles around in the bag of holding for a moment, pulls out a couple of articles, looks at them, tosses them back in, finally gets the map, and then uh, spreads it out on the table, lets go of it, and it curls right back up again. And so he does this a couple more times before finally grabbing some of the shards of that crystal wand from uh, What's-His-Face's tower and like using that to hold down the corners. And then just kind of does one of these, like, okay, stay. Map. Griffin's purchases Nightfall. This is the Shroud of Dia right here. And so he kind of stands up and goes over and points. This is where Araman was found. And here is where your second corpse was found. And Sudal points to Bankala, which it seems would leave the Shrouded Isle, the corridor, the cleft, and first light. So we know he's in the, the Shrouded Isle. He chartered a boat there. He's probably killing an ancient as we speak and carving runes in them. One does not simply walk into the Shrouded Isle. <laughs> well, right, there's boats. You sail there. I get it. It would be pretty stupid to walk to island. Well, yes, but also, the Shrouded Isle is named as it is not on any map, and it is concealed by fog and mist and magic. It is a prison of sorts. And to my knowledge, no one has ever returned from it. So, once Endu goes there, problem solves itself. Yes, but my fear is that what he was looking for in the cleft and with the necklace, he was looking to recover a shard of tear. I fear that if he could charge this shard, if he had it, he could escape from the aisle, as there is an old waygate there. But the waygates need a powered-up shard to run. Correct. Well, how... Problem solved! I guess two questions. How many of these shards are out there, and how many of them still have power? I do not know. I only know for sure of the one that you have. I cannot say for certain that... Endu has one, but I can only deduce based on his actions. So if we can't get out without a shard of tear, we'll have to figure out how to charge this one before we barge into the island? Uh, correct. Or while you are there. Would possibly if we murdered an ancient and covered him in ancient ruins, would that charge a, a shard? Not that I'm suggesting we do this, but... I am going to pretend I did not hear that. <laughs> it was a hypothetical question. Is that what Endu is doing? Well, improper. It does seem like a relevant question. I do not believe that would be enough. But it is possible that the magic that conceals the island could charge the crystal. Ah, so the problem isn't solved. No, 
Far from. I would think that the problem got a whole lot worse. How often do ships head to this shrouded isle, given that it's, like, anyone who goes there doesn't come back? I can't imagine a lot of ships are coming back from the isle, then. No, no ships go there. Is he sailing alone, then? I doubt it. From what I know of Endu, I don't believe he really cares that much about others. Perhaps he's mind-controlling a crew of sailors. Alright. Is there a way that... Is there a way we can fast-track communication to here? Yes, I, I believe we can enchant an item of yours. Uh, you could decide which to be able to use as a ascending stone of sorts. All right, what piece of garbage do we have that we can put up to this? I have some spare daggers. It could be a dagger ascending. <laughs> One of these crystals would work. Because <laughs> somebody talking to their knives has never looked creepy at all. <laughs> Hang on, I'm getting false. Hello? <laughs> Though I do not know if this will work through the veil. But we will not know. Are there more of you that you can rally in defense of these other locations just in case? Like, maybe buddy systems so that one of you doesn't go missing and end up as another corpse? Well, yes, that is the second point of business. But let us resolve this one first. I believe, uh, well, you choose what object you would like, but... I choose daggers. I, I do not choose daggers. I do not wish to speak into a dagger. I don't know. One of those one of those broken shards there. One of those crystal shards. You can use that. What about some ham, sir? You will in all likelihood eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and then his mouth would open up and like somebody else's voice would come out. <laughs> it's like walkie-talkie mode. Gruber becomes our radio. Wait. Hold that thought. Can we enchant Gruber? I think the shards would be an excellent idea. So, eh, the Shrouded Isle is, or was, a prison for those who could not control their magic. There were once controls in place to prevent wild magic. I do not know if those are still in place. I do not believe it would be safe for you to go given that you cannot control your magic. But but I'm, I'm getting better. You are not good enough. I say! Well, well, what's the worst that could happen? You could die, and you could take everyone else with you. Like, like exploding, or... Yes, like exploding. Ah! Oh! I understand that Mist on the River has taught you some. But you need to learn more. Well, he tried. I, I was not a very good student. You never were. You know, when she acknowledges something like that, this is the time to be supportive and not continue <laughs> to poke at her. Maybe this is why she's not a very good student, is because she doesn't get a lot of support. You are kind of an awful teacher. And that's not me being supportive. That's being, me being frank. <laughs> And literally 15 seconds ago, I was going to say, you know, I really appreciate that somebody is actually calling me by my goddamn name in this podcast, but, like, I would rather call you out on this shit. <laughs> hey, make no mistake, you've been helpful to us 
so far, but like, come on. A lot of the reason you know what you know right now is because of her. He points at Silway. Right. Don't forget, Soldal, you would not know any of this if I hadn't gone out, forged my own way, and explored this. Silway, we're all on your side right now. So when you're on your side too, it's petty. <laughs> Alright, so you see uh, Suldal kind of she looks down at Mist. Mist, you look into her eyes and you see thousands upon thousands of years of wisdom and power stare back at you. He yawns. <laughs> and she just taps her little finger. And that means what to me? Okay. So, uh, Rotan and Silway, you see Mist moving his mouth to speak, and no sound comes out. Silway groans and rolls her eyes. Oh, she's doing that thing again. I don't get a save? Fuck this shit! <laughs> As Mist continues to gesticulate, and for those who can read lips, it may seem like he's cursing up a storm. Now that that is dealt with. Uh, hold, hold on a moment. That <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do that to my friends. I've traveled with these people and, and I'm very confident in their abilities. All you've ever done is lurk and point your finger at people. Oh, thousands of years of wisdom just so I can lurk around. Silway <laughs> <laughs> has, has sat down and she is very pointedly keeping her mouth shut right now. <laughs> I like I like that Mike is still shouting into the screen, and we can't understand what he's saying. It's amazing. Hey, I wonder if this spell has a verbal component. Uh, no, I, I, I look, there's no saving throw or anything. Well, I also noticed that the spell magic does have a verbal component, so... And I don't suppose I could have counterspelled it. I encourage you to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this character in magic ability. I think that could only end well for you. What's her charisma score? Let's Let's do it. <laughs> And me charisma off not very high that's what i bet <laughs> no yeah rotan's not gonna stand by and watch this person bully people people around i like that we're paused here because diana's like hold on i have to scroll through all this character's abilities there's so many <laughs> i mean technically counterspell is uh counterspell <laughs> lets me use a reaction when i can see a creature within 60 feet of me casting a spell Yes, please try counterspelling. Please try dispelling magic. I want to see how this of, ends. <laughs> of all the level 20 characters we could have picked on, it's this one. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason Silway is sitting quietly and keeping her mouth shut right now. <laughs> the least morally questionable one of all the level 20 characters we've encountered so far. Okay, uh, Rotan, I want you to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Ah... Why is he is not? Um, <laughs> 21. Jesus, fuck. This, see, this is why I can't do anything cool in this game. <laughs> yes. Okay, pull the, pull the D. Oh, that was a 25 DC. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, the, the, save, the save DC was 19. Paladins have good saving throws. I, I know, but it's like, yeah, this is why I can't add badass characters, because it's like, I try to do something cool, and it's like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> Just make up your own rules. <laughs> no, You're the god no, of this world. No, no, no. The dice are the dice. I'm not going against the dice. I, I. This is the first time Rotan has rolled high against 
an intimidating NPC, I feel. <laughs> you see Suldal looks at Rotan, extends her hand, and then brings her fingers together like she's making a fist. And nothing happens. And she looks at her hand, and she looks at Rotan. Interesting. Could you let him talk again? Oh, why not? She snaps her fingers, and the silence is dispelled. Fucking people like that, I'm not surprised, Silway. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You suck. He flicks his tail and walks to the other side of the room. I do have a question. Yes. Why not? So, so this Endo fellow... He's trying to end magic, is that right? Yes. Why is that a bad thing? Because all of our, our entire civilization would collapse. We would no longer be able to heal people. We'd have to learn actual medicine, oh my god. <laughs> We'd no longer be able to fix things that were broken. We would lose light. We would no longer be able to create food or water. Or purify what we had. It would have catastrophic effects. Oh, I see. Well, it makes a certain amount of sense. It's not easy investing in skill points. Uh, Suldal bows her head to you, Mist, and says, I apologize for that. That was rude of me. But you must understand, Silway and I have a very long history. I am very aware of her behaviors and the right methods to teach her what works and what doesn't. And yet here I am with magic I cannot control. Magic we did not know you had. But had you been here and not run away, we would have realized it. We would have taught you sooner. Oh, sure. Throw that to my face again. She pouts and crosses her arms and sulks in the... I am merely stating a fact. And so now you want to be my teacher again, I assume. Well, if you'd have me. Or I could find another. While my friends go off and have adventures and save the world without me. Little Silver, you are far too important. And though you desire to help them, I fear your lack of control could be used against you. So it is for their sake that you must remain behind. Would she really explode? It is possible. I have seen it. I mean, I did sort of explode once already. Luckily, it was aimed at a displacer beast. Is this person lying? Insight check. Fourteen. No, uh, she. from everything you can tell, she is telling the truth. And it just so happens that if I stay here and be your student again, they will resume my duties as part of the family. How, how convenient. We can discuss that, but I have another idea, should you choose. There is a teacher in the corridor. Archie knows him. I know him from a very long time ago. If you choose, you could go there. In the corridor? Far away from here? Yes. Well, that is less objectionable. Is that I could avoid the political nonsense of this city. I'd still rather go help my friends. Mist leans over to Rotan. Ha ah, ha, she called us her friends. 
<laughs> I don't understand. Was that ever in question? Mist kind of gives him a double side eye and then <laughs> shakes his head. I will leave the decision up to you, Zoe. Well, they can't go alone. They, they would have been lost on our last two adventures without my knowledge of the local environment. <laughs> <laughs> Rotan, Rotan nods in agreement. Mist kind of waggles his hand from side to side. <laughs> they will not. There are others that will aid them. What? Who? Who would aid them? Someone someone from here. Are you sending Masha to to help them? Maybe Sheila. Oh my god, that would be great. Rotan, could you imagine? We'd have a nice little cruise all to ourselves. We'll get a cabin. You can rub sunscreen on me. You should see me in my bathing suit. I am magnificent. Uh, yes, I'm sure I'm sure you are, Sheila. I'm still not clear on what you actually do. <laughs> Like can can you can you swing a sword or uh, or uh, cast cast fire at people? Oh, that yeah. No, I I I'm I'm definitely more on the fire spectrum. Ah, a ask your friend over there. She knows. She's seen me do it. Who are you pointing at? <laughs> she was gesturing towards Silway. Oh, okay. I think she's a barbarian, actually. <laughs> she has a rage that you do. I'm sure we'll see it sometime. <laughs> I keep a barbarian as a secretary. <laughs> More memos! <laughs> I, I said, he's in a meeting! Why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? <laughs> oh, that's a third printer this month. <laughs> I believe that the course is clear. Do you? Well... Sort of. I mean, we go to this island, and we, we find this person, and uh, uh, and we stop their evil doings, and, 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 and we kill them. But, but is Silway going to stay here? Are you going to stay here, Silway? Yes, Silway. Are you going to stay here? Oh, man. <laughs> well, if, if I'm going to explode if I walk onto this island of wild magic, then I guess not. I don't... Uh, I guess my friends will have to go without me. <laughs> it's the third time. I will give you till the morning to decide. For tomorrow morning, the two of you and your help will board a barge. By help, do you mean Gruber? Yes, him. He's basically three hobbits, so we really just need an elf, a dwarf, and a couple of humans. Again, not trying to be that on the nose. <laughs> oh, sorry. Edit this out. <laughs> Who will lean on the fourth wall if not missed on the river? Especially since that literally was not the intention of this when it started, but it somehow morphed into this. Anyway. You called it the Council of Jerry. like. <laughs> well, that's only because of last week. Anyway. Uh, tomorrow morning, the three of you will board a barge. It will take you up the river to Greymoor. There, you will meet the rest of your party and board a ship for the Shrouded Isle. Wait, you, you've, you've picked people to travel with us? We have picked people. And you see the rest of the council nods along. Oh, are, are they evil? No, 
Oh, well, that's good, right then. Are, are we done here then? I should think so. Oh, very good then. Silway stands up and heads for the doors in a rather brusque manner. So, Sultal just sort of watches you go. It was good to see you, Mr. Cat. You're looking fabulous as usual. Uh, good luck and all that. Well, take care of yourself. Watch your back and all that, because I suppose you know, like, how people are going to operate if they smell a power vacuum or whatever, but... Oh, don't you worry about that. There's no vacuum. I tidied things up before I left. I 100% believe that. Oh, yeah, so just, you know, put in a good word for me with Roton, if you don't mind, you know. Oh, I see. okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, uh, she leaves. Uh, you see the others, uh, Chancellor, Saith, and Masha and Bex are just talking amongst themselves. So it just leaves the two of you, because Silway's already stormed off. Well, Mist, uh... I, I guess it's just you and me now. Yep. W what are your thoughts? Somewhere along the line, this got taken out of our control, and I'm not happy about that. Really? I think I see what you mean. But on the bright side, we get to be heroes. He shrugs. Should make a good story. We survive to tell it. Ah, it'll be a good story even if we don't. Probably. Do you think Silway is being forced into this? Depends on how Sadal responds if Silway chooses to go with us. Yes, that's a good point. I personally do not fear exploding people, so uh, I, uh, I would still be amenable to her joining us on this expedition. Quest thingy. So the two of you walk outside of the building that you were in, and it's early afternoon by the time the council ends. Uh, there's some people milling about up there, all of whom are finely dressed. Um, they seem to be talking amongst themselves. Mist, as you exit the building, you take about three steps and suddenly hear in your, your ear. Oh, there you are. God, what? I couldn't get in. Like, I mean, it just like, I, I, it was like hitting a wall. It's probably because you're evil, Tingles. Oh, what do you know? You know, uh, Rotan, that implies that uh, Gold Mask Lady there also not evil. <laughs> he, he like stops <laughs> walking <laughs> gobsmacked. <laughs> no! What? How is, how is that even possible? She like conjured demons that attacked us and stuff. She had green flames everywhere. Green! That's like, that's even worse than normal <laughs> flames. Unlike the color spectrum of evil flames, green's, green is the evilest. Well, maybe, maybe black flames, but those, you know, those don't come up as often. Like, green flame is so evil. Flames and lasers both, yeah. Um, so what? What's his problem? Uh, did you see uh someone with like a gold mask walk through the door while you were out here uh, smacking into it? 
Oh, yeah, you mean the Cetian? Yeah, I tried to follow her in. I figured I could just, you know, like, it would open and I'd go through, but no, just right into the wall. It hurt. Uh, apparently there's some history, maybe ex-girlfriend, I don't know, but... Uh... Oh, oh, you know, he doesn't kind of seem to the type. Yeah. But you never know. It's always the quiet ones. Well, he's not quiet. Anyway. <laughs> Rotan's muttering to himself, I bet she wears that mask to hide her eye patch and goatee. Where is Silway, anyway? Yes, when, when she uh, walked out, she just pushed open the doors in a, a dramatic fashion, and then... Uh, headed straight down for that the inn that they were staying at. The three of you return to the inn. Gruber is um, just kind of walking behind you, looking around, like slack-jawed at everything. Oh, is it is it lunchtime? I could use. I'm a bit peckish. And he walks in and walks up to the bar and proceeds to order lunch. And the two of you see Silway sitting at a table by herself. Looking rather sullen and withdrawn. Oh, great. She's in one of her moods. Roton and Mist will approach and sit down. Don't speak for me. Yeah, we yeah, do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so. This is so typical of her. I, I, this is, I went out and I did my own thing. I found the, I found that journal. Corpses and the runes. We brought all this information to her and she's back to controlling me. Telling me what to do. What's best for me. It's like I never left. I mean, parents, right? Well, not really parents, but might as well be. I think you two might be in more danger than you realize. Well, that's surprising because I'm well aware that we're in an awful lot of danger. If there was a chance you could come back from that aisle, she would have allowed me to go. The fact that she wants me to stay here means there's a decent chance she thinks I would not come back. Oh, oh I kind of took it for granted that she was... Largely okay with sending us off to our deaths. I guarantee you are her plan C. She probably has two other ones that she has already put into place. Plan C? Roton won't be a plan C. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the shiny guy. That's, I'm, no, we're nobody's plan yeah, C. right. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Dingles. <laughs> this is unacceptable. And you can believe what you want, but I know Soldal. She does not place all her hopes on two strangers going off to a faraway land. She will have multiple plans in place and multiple contingencies. Well, well, I did frickin' suggest that we get, or I did ask her if we, if she had, like, an army of ancients that she could use to defend the places that we weren't going, so... Well, there is no army of ancients. There are too few to make an army. Well, okay, but again, buddy system... If everybody's watching each other's backs, then it's a lot harder for one to go missing and end up, you know... My guess is the Shrouded Isle is the one place that she cannot send ancients to keep an eye on. So she sent you to. So, just just hear me out here. What if, tonight, we sneak in when she's asleep and we just take care of her? She doesn't sleep. Bro... <laughs> <laughs> Roton actually thinks about this for, for the slightest moment. <laughs> and then he's shocked that he's thinking about it. <laughs> Silway's biggest objection is, no, she doesn't sleep. That won't work. <laughs> yeah. Yes, besides everything else wrong with that idea, ancients don't sleep. What, what, is your hold, what is her hold over you, Silway? 
She's the matron of House Asiliath. She was my mentor growing up, and she controls so much of this. what's going on in the city and what goes on in this family. That's one reason I ran away, to get away from that. Why does she still want to control you? Because I am the last heir of the house. Oh. That is Sodal's overwriting and ultimate motivation in all things she does is to keep the house of Isiliath alive and thriving. And I am the last hope for that. I see. So, I don't know how dangerous this Isle really is. She might speak the truth when she says I will explode or my wild magic will go crazy if I enter there. But she is not one who ever lies to me directly. She is very honest. Manipulative, but honest. Alright, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nobody mentioned that she was going to explode. Like, if she's going to explode, then I'm all in favor of her coming. You know, the explosion might not be literal. It might be any number of crazy things that have happened with my magic. It's going to be a metaphoric explosion? I could turn all of you into potted plants. Oh, I'd like to see that. That would be fun. Maybe I start lighting things on fire randomly. I'm sure you would love that part. Also fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this more and more. This is a good plan. I'm excited to be part of it. Silway, I think we should pause for a moment and acknowledge that regardless of Sildal being a huge ass, the imp is in favor of you going on this mission because of what might happen. It's a bad sign, isn't it? I, yeah, I think we gotta consider. I think we gotta take that into consideration. Well, between you and me, I would not mind risking you exploding for my sake, but I would mind it for your sake. Does that make sense? Well, that's good because I'm thinking, just like everything else in my life, it may be best if I. Follow my own path, and not the one that Sodal would have set out for me. So, I think I would like to go to the Shrouded Isle with, with both of you. With your, uh, your friends. Ugh. She rolls her eyes in a very obvious fashion. Aha, uh-huh, you admitted it. Look, don't let that go to your head, okay? Three times. <laughs> I think you need a guide. There you go. I think we do yes, need a guy. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Purely pragmatic. I would just like to say, I think you're making a huge mistake. Well, somebody slaps the table. That's it, Ozit. <laughs> Let's do it! <laughs> Night falls over Tear. Silway, you wait for the others to fall asleep. Before you climb out of your window, across the rooftops, and up towards the sixth tier, you find yourself standing outside of your estate, looking up at it in the darkness. The warm light from inside bathes the courtyard in an inviting glow. You pause for a second, wondering whether you should go through with this, before climbing the tree crossing the branches, and hopping down into your old room. All right, let's do this thing. Where is my mother? So uh, you hear noise coming from her bedroom, and you see a light, a candle flickering inside. Sylvie will approach that door, push it open slowly, and then step into the room. Your mother sits at her vanity, her long silver hair 
cascades over one of her shoulders as she stares at herself in the mirror while brushing it. She has not seen you yet. Hello, Mother. (gasps) She freezes in the mirror. Her gaze wanders across it and catches your eye. You look surprised. I guess Sodal really didn't tell you. I did not know you were back, little. Silway, I'm... Silway, you are back. Are you back to stay? No. In fact, I'm leaving in the morning. No, you are not. Then why have you come? Just to rub it in. I needed to see you, and I wanted to let you know that that I am here, and that I am leaving again. What is the point of this, you petulant child? Do you know how much damage you did when you left here? I can only imagine the political fallout. I'm sure it was unmanageable. Oh, we managed, because it is what we Isiliaths do. But it was not without a great deal of effort. From myself, from your father, and from Sudol. And there was fallout beyond here, from what I understand. The warehouse in Nightfall is abandoned. I heard the plantations got sold. What is this, Silway? Do you no longer care about your family? Why did you come here? To gloat? To gloat that you've cut your hair short like a boy? That you are roaming the streets like some sort of criminal? Yes, that's what I wanted you to see. That this is who I am, and not the person you saw when I left. What did I see when you left? An ungrateful brat. An ungrateful brat who was following your rules, and was unhappy, and has found some measure of happiness beyond this family. Oh, that is a shame. You are unhappy. What do you think life is? Do you think I am happy? No. You are a scion of House Isiliath, and with that comes the burden of your name. I'm sorry that you see your life and your heritage as purely a burden, but I think there's more to life than that, and I will find it. And if that means that the Isiliath line ends, then so be it. Oh, Silway, that is where you are wrong. And she turns from the mirror to face you for the first time. And she stands. And there in her nightdress, you see, she is very, very pregnant. Uh, Silway freezes at that. She's probably in the middle of some sort of retort and just... Her mouth hangs open as she's staring at this. You're... You're pregnant. You got... Okay. Yes. So I'm not the last Siliat anymore. No. Your failure is not complete. Despite all you tried to do, there will be another. And perhaps he or she will triumph where you failed. I can only imagine the burden that poor child will face. This child will want for nothing. This child will be treated like royalty. Like we treated you. Yet you saw that as confining. That you had to go wander the streets. That you had to embarrass us. When so many in this city would give anything to be in your shoes. 
Well, perhaps that child will be more grateful. Will be more like her mother. And accept her burden. It would be hard not to be. But this... Does this mean that I'm free, then? Then I'm no longer the scion of the house. If you wish to officially abdicate your position, then yes, you are free. The rights inherent in being an Asiliath shall no longer be yours. Okay. Um, and Silway kind of puts her hand over her mouth and looks away. Okay. Then I'm, then I'm no longer the scion of the house. You are no longer my daughter. Uh, Very well. But I still have burdens of my own. I still have things I must accomplish. And I will be leaving the city tomorrow to face those challenges. Then go and do not return. You broke my heart once. I cannot take it again. Well, that makes two broken hearts then, doesn't it? And before her mother can respond, she turns and strides out the door. And she heads down the hallway, past her old room, and is barely able to scale down the walls before she sits with her back against the exterior wall of the estate and just cries. stuff. I'll give you a moment to regroup. We good? Alright. It looks like the stakes have really been raised this season. We'll see if our unlikely heroes are up to the task on the next Multiclass Theater. You know what? I'm good. If you all want to go see a rock, I've seen lots of them. Really? Tell us about these rocks that you see. <laughs> yeah, there's gray ones, and there's brown ones, and there's white ones, and occasionally, like, red ones and multicolored ones, and, you know, they're rocks. Jesus. I- I've, I've <laughs> never <laughs> truly experienced a verbal middle finger until just now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, so that's what it looks like when somebody has had enough of our shit. <laughs> that is what hell would be like for a geologist, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like signs like green rock, <laughs> hot rocks, <laughs> this way. <laughs>